1: recording right now what, which one's this for again sorry oh this one is just for the comedy sound effects. for it, the, the comedy sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is the most exciting okay, that's well, happened to these me these are
0: literally the preset sounds we've never changed them because they're
1: just what else they're fantastic? is fantastic yeah. <laughs> 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 it's people laughing at our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time <laughs> oh my god um, so, yeah, so wonderful but yes that's your
0: microphone that's yours okay hello,
1: hello. This is the best day of my life. Literally, I've never been happy until <laughs> this moment. So, we're in a studio. Ooh. Because of Dave Cribb. We love Dave Cribb. Because of Bitching Podcast, sponsored by Dave Cribb. And <laughs> so um, he did
0: our music. And our our love- amazing
1: music that is- gets stuck in your head for days and days. <laughs>
0: Dave's and Dave's. Dave's and Dave's.
1: <laughs> I love him. Anyway. Hello! We're here. We're Welcome in to- the booth. We're in the literal booth. I can't believe this has happened. It's very profesh. Very, very profesh. And we're here. We're doing our podcast. It's called Bitching. <laughs> Every
0: week, we talk about a different individual. We dissect them. We delve into their souls.
1: and We judge them. <laughs> judge the hell out of them. But often, it's a bit complicated because we sometimes like them a bit. Yeah, despite ourselves. <laughs> and sometimes we hate them despite ourselves. And it's it's a it's a process and it's a journey. And we have a good time <laughs> on the journey. And who are we dissecting this week, Tilly? Rupert Murdoch.
0: Very nice. Nice. That felt
1: so right.
0: I want to say my name and then do a sound effect. Helen Monks. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so ashamed. (laughs) Just pure shame. (laughs) Oh, that felt good so um shall i read out his wiki yeah do oh um, my god his name's keith what? <laughs> his name is Keith. What? this shows how little we know his name's keith, keith rupert murdoch is
1: his name right so he was like i'm gonna be a mogul there's never been a mogul named keith i'm getting rid of that
0: i can't believe it because i have a theory that i've never met someone called keith who i don't like
1: yeah but you've never met rupert murdoch have you
0: no that's true
1: i feel like i have
0: though because he's a slimy slithery sneaky he's everywhere he's everywhere
1: keith rupert murdoch uh
0: born 11th of march
1: 1931 oh my god which makes him so old 88 not that there's anything wrong with old people ageism is bad but there is something wrong with this old person (laughs) he's an
0: australian born american media mogul yeah Anymore? Do you want me to say any more?
1: Um What what papers does he own now? Because he's had to get—he's not boss of everything now. So is he's he?
0: a board member well, of is, News Corp and
1: Fox Corporation, and he's the current CEO of Fox News because their main CEO, the one yeah. before him, should I really got c- fired for doing some harassment?
0: Yeah, and that woman. Who he assaulted mm. has not worked since, and is <gasps> blaming Rupert Murdoch oh my God. quite rightly. Well, that Ru- doesn't
1: surprise me. Because
0: Rupert Murdoch said this is all complete, not not definitely didn't happen. It's like, were you there, mate? Do you know that? It probably did
1: happen. He probably just doesn't think it's a big deal. <laughs>
0: he's done loads of
1: stuff. He's done it all, hasn't he? Unfortunately, what do you for think us. his
0: net worth is?
1: Have a guess. Um, he's a billionaire, right? Yes. He must be. Yes. Um, well, I read that his children are set to inherit £1.2 billion each. Right, and how he's got six. He's got, uh, I think he's got at least six kids. Yeah. All of whom, so there's like three sets of kids, all from three different wives. Mm-hmm. And they're all, <laughs> I mean, they could be his kids, his grandkids and his great grandkids <laughs> from the, uh, the birth dates. Um, yeah, so I imagine he's probably worth about. I'm going to say like... £20 billion? Oh, I hate that when you get someone to guess and then they guess
0: higher because then it makes the oh, amount that's £15.2 you You've made that seem like nothing now.
1: It's pocket change to me. Can I tell you about what he, his property that he owns? Yeah, please. Because They're all landlords, aren't they? All bad people. You scratch the surface, they end up being landlords. It's <laughs> truly remarkable. <laughs> well, he's a landlord, but only for himself. He doesn't, like, let oh, it yeah. out to tenants. He's got
0: a... OK, here's a game. He's got a penthouse in Manhattan. How much do you think that that's worth? A
1: penthouse in Manhattan, yeah, eight hundred million. Ever done it again? Forty-four million. Oh, I'm really, I don't. I don't know what anything's <laughs> worth. <laughs> okay, I'm like. I'm like when you ask a politician how much milk costs, but it, the <laughs> other way, I don't know how rich. It's a good live. quality. Forty-four million dollar penthouse in Manhattan. Okay, that's still a lot of money.
0: He's then got a second house in California. This is what blew my mind. I'm not going to ask you because you'll get it wrong. <laughs> 28
1: point... A good policy,
0: I think, for today. <laughs> $28.8 that one's worth. He also owns a private plane, a Boeing 737. I don't really understand what that means. Just one? Just one, but it's worth $87 million. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
1: Normal. Um, Very normal. So, is
0: that all he owns? Oh, no. He's also got a house in London, a house in uh, yeah.
1: Melbourne. Uh-huh. That is it, though. But I mean, that's he's got more than that, do you reckon? Yeah, he's Rupert Murdoch. He's got at least thirty houses, if not more. If he must
0: I, do. Yeah, um, I don't know though because he's quite busy with his with his you know news corporations. I well, know they love buying houses there. Yeah, you are right. So he, ma- so he owns lots of newspapers. <laughs> Good, yeah, he does. He owns. I read somewhere that it's seventy percent. It might not be any more.
1: I mean, he does have a monopoly. He's the biggest media.
0: Mm. person
1: in the world this is what i want to talk about actually is um media people in the media journalists those guys those guys some of whom are good some Mm. of whom not so good Not so good the media acts like they just report on the world Mm -hmm. when actually they're a big part of the world itself create the culture and I was speaking to someone, I can't remember who, about media studies and how the whole thing with media studies in the press was that it was, like, this fake subject that was pointless, that was for kids who couldn't do a real A-level. And it's interesting that they chose that as the target of their AYA because it's a subject that teaches you to reflect and critically analyse the media that you're shown in your day-to-day life. (sighs) It's a conspiracy. I've cracked it. Did you do media studies? No.
0: <laughs> Too smart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm, that's not the case at all. I know, i Because the newspapers people read have a direct link into how they vote. Mm. And if that wasn't the case, Rupert Murdoch wouldn't bother to do what he does. Mm. We've seen it repeatedly. He loved Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Then he switched to loving
0: Tony Blair. And I actually think, again, conspiracy theory hat on... Tony Blair created New Labour, which was all about being a bit schmoozy and more centrist.
1: Yeah, well, he always said that I think he had seen what happened in the 80s and how much the papers hated Labour. And he then was like, I'm not going to let that happen to me. So I'm going to make sure that I'm Rupert Murdoch's best friend. Yeah,
0: but actually it... What seems like an empowering thing or having control over mm. Rupert Murdoch wasn't. It was no. shifting your politics in order to be acceptable to Rupert Murdoch. So you can say that Rupert Murdoch changed the way that the Labour Party runs. Mm. Um, and then he shifted again to supporting David Cameron. And everyone he supports always seems to get into power. Yeah, funny um, that. Funny that. And obviously he's very good friends with Donald Trump. Um, Is he? Yeah. Well, according to some <laughs> underground YouTube videos that I've
1: been watching. Oh, God, have you become. <laughs> <laughs> talking about conspiracy theories i think that youtube keeps recommending them to me now and i think it's just been listening to our conversations maybe i'm being honest.
0: brainwashed i'm sure they were mates there's lots of pictures
1: of them together i mean quite possibly because yeah.
0: obviously they were both business people before he
1: and fox news is very pro-trump isn't it
0: yes yes mm. um also uh, rupert murdoch owns the new york post mm. which there was an amazing exhibition recently at an art gallery that i can't remember the name of mm. that's behind the south bank center Tate, no, it's smaller than that. Sorry, artist who I'm not going to (laughs) credit. I'll put it in a tweet or something. It was all posters of the New York Post when they've ever had Donald Trump on their front page, which is loads, um, like loads and loads. And there were lots of arguments within this um, really well curated exhibition that were saying like considering other events that were happening at the time, like Mm. this was really disproportionate to the amount Donald Trump should have been in the news. And there's an argument that the New York Post then reporting on him a lot during the election created that Mm. hype that we all talk about the media being responsible for that led to him being elected. So it's... It's there, it's here. Um, He also was really influential in the elections in Australia in 2013. He supported the Liberal Party. And when they got in, he tweeted, Australian election, public sick of public sector workers and phony welfare scroungers sucking life out of economy, other nations to follow in time. So he was really involved in promoting that party and that ideology. And uh, it's a bit terrifying that it's worldwide, and It is having an impact.
1: Look at the politics. He's Mr. Worldwide, much like Pitbull.
0: <laughs>
1: God, yeah. what a piece of shit! I mean, <laughs> to there's nothing to sum up. What a piece of shit! Can we talk about the fact that Tony Blair might have fucked Wendy Deck? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so they're not friends anymore. Tony, this is, that is not why you went Catholic to repent. Maybe, maybe what Sheree not Um, there was so there was a, an article. I can't remember where it was, but it's. I think it kind of got buried um, because I hadn't heard anything about no. it. And then, yeah, I was scrolling through and I saw this thing that basically their divorce may have been exacerbated by Wendy Deng's crush on Tony Blair. <laughs> and she'd written, apparently written this letter. She's never confirmed whether or not it's her, um, where she talks about his beautiful blue eyes and his great butt <laughs> and his long legs. Yeah, this and, and says and says like when he when he does his like speeches, how sexy he is. <laughs> My face is one of disbelief, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, maybe, maybe they fucked. Is that why they're not
0: Rupert Murdoch and Tony Blair are not mates anymore? Yeah, is that why he moved to supporting David Cameron in the
1: twenty ten election? I don't oh, think wait, that no. was that, that was Gordon that, Brown. <laughs> I think that was Gordon Brown, and then you know, subsequently <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. I don't think they're ever going to be pals. <laughs> I am shocked. Oh my God, okay, pitch, buddy cop movie with Rupert Murdoch and Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. (laughs) They have to come together. And then at the end, uh, Jeremy Corbyn stabs Rupert Murdoch in the back. (laughs) So should we talk about His Many Wives? Thinking of love and relationships. Also, I've been listening to Six on the way here.
0: The musical? Yeah. Oh, so that's a play about the six wives of Henry Mm. Eighth. I know a man who went to see that and he came out and went, it was good, but I wish that Henry VIII had been in it. <laughs> the whole point of the play is that you don't need a man to create your narrative,
1: that the women have their own story. <laughs> Way like, to miss the point, <laughs> random dude. Went a bit over your head there, Jeremy. <laughs> His do <name's> not Jeremy. <laughs>
0: Can I give you another guessing game? I'm so sorry, because this has gone disastrously yeah. wrong. And every other, How much do you think his divorce settlement was with Anna? What's her face? His second wife? His second, his wife, second wife. They were married for 30 years and had two... So she's the oh, I know, maybe
1: it's his first wife. No. Oh. No, wait, he's had four wives, hasn't he? Yeah, second. Anna. Second wife, okay. Anna. Um, oh, wait, no, I did read this. She got a... She got, did she get two billion?
0: Yeah. 1.7 billion. <sighs> Goals. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Fair
1: enough.
0: <laughs> Apparently, only 110 million of that was actually in cash.
1: The rest oh, were that's like, not that I much. Know, then. So, yeah.
0: don't feel too jealous. The rest were in like assets and
1: stakes. stocks and yeah, yeah,
0: stakes, stakes and stocks, Sticks and stocks. I
1: don't know what those. <laughs> were. Hang on, which one is it? <laughs> I love being in here with you. I feel like I'm in a nuclear bunker, Brexit, ready for. Th- I'm in the Brexit bunker
0: can we come here when it all goes wrong
1: have yeah. you been stockpiling i've got a couple of pot noodles and some tins of tomatoes okay so I'm, I'm gonna be all right till the end of march i've got enough food in till the end of march well you, i've worked you, out my meals for the rest of the month and yeah you need about two years worth of supplies mate have you got two years of supplies are you joking have you gone full brexit i've gone a bit mad i've got a lot of loo roll <laughs>
0: my, my bathroom well this is the thing there's nowhere to put it so my flatmates are a little bit annoyed <laughs> because as well the, i've been getting the 24 packs and they don't fit physically in the cupboard so they're just oh, in wow. a
1: pile in the corner like you know a... we should live together really <laughs> you'd have loo roll till the end <laughs> of time i'd never have to go and buy loo roll and honestly that's you one really? of my main problems <laughs> so. wouldn't
0: have to leave the house ever again yeah. olive oil that's the other one i don't really know where to put i've got olive oil are we gonna run out of olive oil the thing is worst like best case scenario it's going to be a bit more expensive so you might as well go to Lidl now get it cheap before anything that's imported from Europe will be
1: more expensive yeah um so do your duty-free shopping now (laughs) get (laughs) Get your Toblerones now before it happens a lot of kidney beans it's gonna I've just completely switched off from it I'm not even and it's it's partly Rupert Murdoch's fault because he's he yeah. supported brexit when it happened he yeah. said it's one of the best things that's ever happened yeah. yeah
0: i had a friend who worked at the daily mail and quit after brexit because he said he felt because like... he
1: developed a conscience
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you should have maybe quit before yeah. maybe you shouldn't take the should job with...
1: we're well, no, doing all that demonizing of <laughs> <Muslims>. migrants
0: yeah <laughs> Um, Yeah, he's really responsible for Brexit because look at that tweet about the the world will catch up about public sector workers and phony welfare Mm. scroungers. That is what a lot of people think because Mm. over his 88 years, he has completely brainwashed us all into feeling a lot of hatred. And that's what the consequence of that is Brexit. Sorry, I know that's unpopular because not all people who voted Brexit are hateful people. But all hateful people did vote Brexit. That's what Will Self says. And Will Self is a genius. So his wives, so he's got four. And then his most recent one... Is Jerry Hall? Yeah.
1: Badass. Talk about an upgrade. Yeah. She's so beautiful. That's mean to the last one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just mean in the fact that it's, yeah, it's Jerry Hall. She used to be... Going out with Mick Jagger. They she's seem- also obviously awful because she's married Rupert <laughs> Murdoch, but you know her hair is lovely. They
0: seem really happy. It's very confusing for mm. me because I look at pictures of them and I'm like, oh my god, you can find love in your old age. Sorry, Jerry Hall, because I know she's only in her sixties or something. But mm. but it's you know it looks lovely and they look like they're having a really nice time. They
1: do look like they're very in love. Have you seen the photo of their wedding? Yes. With their teenage, his teenage daughter at the front just not having any of it at all. <laughs> just looking completely like, you know, thank God I'm in this situation and I'm rich, but this is some fucked up bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just because my mum fucked.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Tony Black. i should be punished for that <laughs>
0: so he owns loads and loads of stuff oh so whenever do you remember when people used to come to your house to try and sell you stuff that like used to happen like every day people would always come to my house to try and sell a sky and i have it really imprinted in my memory my dad would always open the door and say i'm not giving any money to everyone. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i can't do his accent he's from lee if anyone knows where that is mm. um i thought that was quite good oh thank you i'm not giving any money to rupert murdoch and then he'd shake his fist yeah and the and the person would run away and i would felt really bad but i've had oh it so imprinted in, in my mind that you never ever i've never like treated myself to getting sky tv mm. sky broadband any of that because yeah. i know in my like soul that that's a bad thing to do because mm. he owns sky he owns fox where's he sold that now he's selling fox to disney in exchange for a four percent share in disney so he's still going to have loads of control
1: Uh,
0: so does he own
1: sky he owns a percentage of sky oh wait because there was the thing where he tried to take over yeah so he first launched sky television in 1989 and oh this is out of date this article is over two years old yeah thanks why is it the top google search result No, I'm going to go on Wikipedia. I'm sorry, but Wikipedia is the best source of knowledge because otherwise I'm clicking on all these bloody things. I think everyone should just switch this off and go look at Wikipedia. Yeah. Just go read Wikipedia. But then you end up on Wikipedia and you end up there for... Days. Days and days and days. In the bunker. Right, okay, there's a whole section on. Okay, so in January 2018, the CMA blocked Murdoch from taking over the Remaining 61% of B Sky B that he did not already own, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he was already a major shareholder in B Sky B, yeah. And that was over fear that he, you know, who would run the world's Rupert Murdoch basically.
0: Ed Miliband had a lot to do with that, you know, did he? he? Did loads of campaigning about oh, yeah. chaos with Ed Miliband <laughs> <laughs> because it would have set a precedent if he'd bought the rest of Sky of an mm. individual being able to own a really substantial amount of how we all receive our information, which he already does. He but already does. He already yeah. does. So he owns that, he has loads of newspapers. The Times, the Daily Mail are our main ones. Um,
1: and then he did all his phone hacking, didn't he? So he did have news of the world. Yeah, which is no Before more. Before they decided to hack murder victims' phones. Yeah. <sighs> Just having an extremely normal one at the journalism (laughs) office. Just here, just going to try and hack a dead girl's phone because I'm a normal person with empathy.
0: Just absolutely bonkers because it it affected the police. It gave the Mm -hmm. parents hope that she was still alive because there'd been activity on her phone. Yeah. Um, Which is one of the worst things that I think I've ever read. Yeah, just... I mean, imagine normalize. Imagine an office and a culture where that has become normal. Because that's the thing, I do understand that in their bubble and in their world, it had grown and grown over time to the point that it had become normal to them. But that is what's stupidly terrifying, mm. is that that seemed in any way like a regular thing to do. Oh yeah, just tap in, no worries. Mm. They were doing it all the time.
1: They did it a lot to um, celebrities as well, didn't they? And it comes down to this kind of, this thing about privacy, which is if you're a famous person on one hand you in our society to be famous is the greatest thing you can aspire to be yeah supposedly but then your life isn't really your own and that's kind of accepted Mm. and i don't think it should be Mm. i just think that it's wrong it's <laughs> bad. it's wrong listen you're listening to bitching and i've decided that uh hacking people's phones is wrong so stay tuned for more hot takes
0: <laughs> it's interesting how he uses um Freedom of speech and public interest as a bit of a beating stick for sort of a liberal mindset where he goes, I thought you were liberal and we should have freedom of speech. And it's like, don't use that against us. There need to be... You can't... You need to have morality with how you're sourcing that information and how you're discovering those things that you claim are in the public interest. And if it's tapping into people's personal voicemails, that's just... I find his relationship with Rebecca Brooks really interesting. She is... I think there's gonna be a film about her. I think George Clooney's working on it. George, if you decide you're a bit busy, let me know because I really wanna do that. Mm. I think she's such a fascinating character who it was incredibly close to him, like a member of his family. And that is the whole thing. All of his all of the way he runs his business is a family business and it's very close. And she absolutely knew everything that was happening, and was at the centre of it, and in the middle of it. But somehow, this image of her managed to get painted in the court, that meant that she was found not guilty. Which, so I shouldn't say that she
1: definitely did it all, but she definitely did it all. Soon, <laughs> uh, no, we'll see your lawyers very soon. <laughs> but it's it's a. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for other countries, but in the UK, there is a culture of just journal, journalists are, vultures like they're, you know they doorstep people whose kids have been murdered Mm. they you know there's no there's no flaw for them in terms of like how low they'll sink Mm. to get a story and i don't know i've i and i know that there are lots of investigative journalists who do really wonderful work and they're responsible for you know lots of things like the time's up movement and stuff like that but i think um having having personal experience of um watching loved ones being harassed by journalists yeah um when someone has been when someone has passed away um in a traumatic manner um I don't think you ever have quite the same view of journalism and how it operates in this country I've never had quite the same um relationship with them so that's very cryptic but I don't want to we got it. Yeah.
0: We got it. Um, it's yeah. also the the power to. Then I found it really interesting. I followed the Leveson Inquiry really obsessively, which was the inquiry into the phone hacking scandal. It was very. Why haven't you written a Verbatim play about that yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, what's his name? Did Great Britain um with oh, Billy Piper? What's his
1: face? Yeah, Joss L- L-
0: Graham. That guy. James Graham. No, the right wing annoying one don't worry.
1: Oh, Richard Bean. Richard Bean. There we go. Sorry, yeah. Richard, forgot your name. <laughs> um, but we knew that you were the right wing annoying one. So props.
0: <laughs> I was actually planning on cutting that out. <laughs> I've, yeah, I followed the Leveson inquiry really obsessively. And it was really interesting seeing which newspapers reported on it, which was not very many mm. of them at all. Um, it it's interesting. It was a bit like when something happens in politics, and there's a Um, parliamentary inquiry into it it's very rare that the government are going to find the government responsible for anything and the same with journalists, it's very unlikely that journalists are going to report on journalists being bad and it was only those few shiny gems of good people who came forward and said, because a lot of newspapers were doing really corrupt things and they were scared that if they were you know, if they were calling out other newspapers for doing corrupt things then they would, the the finger would be pointed back at them Mm. And it's all been covered up and Rupert Murdoch is still allowed to carry on owning everything. And it was it feels like the phone hacking scandal was this little blip in time that we've all they closed the newspaper in theory, but they just opened a different one. Mm. And
1: no It could one, have been a real opportunity for change yeah. and for the media to have more responsibility to yeah. the average citizen. Because Hacked Off, the campaign group Hacked Off with Hugh Huey,
0: Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant. Um, they, they're still going and mm. are holding people to account and that's a really brilliant thing that's come out of it. And they have had some impact, but how can you possibly fight
1: an entire culture? An entire system that's been built up over, yeah. 88 years. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> 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 Nailed it.
0: He was declared dead by his own publication. What?! It was amazing. It was the first ever successful hack of a mainstream newspaper. Yeah. This, like, underground hacking group hacked the Sun website and reported that Rupert Murdoch was Oh, legends. How amazing what? is that? I didn't uh, know about that. Yeah, and then they immediately claimed it and they said it was us. <laughs> it's great.
1: I really like that. I don't hate any paper as much as I hate the Sun. I hate the Sun so deeply. Mm. So, so deeply. I love that it's banned in Liverpool. Oh, God bless. The Liverpudlians, so God amazing. bless them, every yeah. single one. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's going to die soon though, so that's a positive.
1: Yeah, but his sons are just going to take it over, and they one of, suck.
0: One of his sons is a little bit more. I can't remember, I was reading that one of his sons doesn't like Fox News and the stories that it reports, and also isn't a huge fan of Donald Trump.
1: Oh my God, what a saint. I know, so left-leaning. Wow, he could teach me a couple of things about... (laughs) It'll
0: be interesting to see when Rupert Murdoch does die, what happens to his... Empire. Empire, who it goes to. and I noticed that none of his daughters seem to ever
1: be around or am I just? Yeah, not? that's interesting, isn't it? For a man who you know started a paper and said that he wanted it to have lots of tits in it. <laughs> interesting that the daughters seem to be, you know. Do you
0: remember with No More Page Three when they pretended that the campaign had won, and there was a day when they didn't print tits on page three? Yeah. And everybody celebrated, including myself. Mm. And then the next day they went, "Ha ha! We were just kidding. Of course, we're JK ne- <laughs> lol!
1: Got ya. The tits are back. <laughs> isn't that just horrendous? Yeah. Awful." I mean, I'm not against tits in principle and I think people should be paid to get their
0: breasts out. Which is exactly what I love about the No More Page 3 campaign, which mm. is what they say as well. They're like, tits, yes please, on the third page of a national <laughs> yeah. newspaper next to news. When, and then they do equivalents of how many women are in, featured mm. in those papers who are, you know, you're talking about not just in terms of objectifying yeah. them. Because I really like the fact that they're like, we like tits too. Don't worry, we're not hating on nudity. Mm. That's great. Just
1: time and a place, guys. Yeah. Um. Or cocks on page four. She's <gasps> you... a big old dick on page four. Oh
0: my God, you've smashed it. Yeah.
1: And then it can be a little quote that says, I think that there's yeah. a lot of
0: complicated views around Brexit.
1: <laughs> Tom, 24, from <laughs> Gateshead. <laughs> Is a part-time personal trainer and he just doesn't know what's going on with Brexit. And there's like a photo of him like with like doing the thinker pose. Just, just his flopping just out. over his thigh because it's so massive. <laughs> then I'd buy the sun. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't even say it as a joke. I hate the sun. They're bad. So are they the worst ones, do you think? I mean, everyone. All the papers are bad. <laughs> Literally all of them are bad. But in terms of sheer... Um, It's the arrogance of the headlines that I hate. What was it when um, Margaret Thatcher bombed the... Was it the Belgrano? And then the next day they ran a front page saying, gotcha. And she'd, like, murdered loads of people who were running away. (laughs) Was it then? Let me just fact check. Yeah. Fact check! The warship the General Belgrano was the first big casualty of the Falklands conflict... The story of its sinking lingers in our national psyche. And The Sun, the next day, did print a headline that just said, gotcha, and the headline was later pulled. They just loved doing shit like that.
0: Mm.
1: Can we talk about... So your friend worked for the Daily Mail? Yeah. And it was Brexit that made them quit? Correct. Yeah. He wrote headlines, and do you know what... I
0: hope he doesn't listen to this. He knows that I was really yeah. cross about it. He the thing he always said was, "Oh, it's not that bad because everybody who works there doesn't really believe in what they're writing." That makes it worse. Oh, no. You're going to do a sound effect. <laughs> it
1: makes it worse.
0: Exactly, and and Rupert Murdoch often talks about this idea of patronising your readers, and I think that and how you shouldn't do it, and I think that's the epitome of what the Daily Mail particularly does, where it assumes the absolute worst in its readers, and that and so therefore plays into that because it think it thinks that is what will sell, but doesn't recognise that what it's doing is creating that hatred, and it is bonkers that they're writing things. Not all of them. There are a lot of. Um, there are a lot of journalists who are writing genuinely what they believe in, but a lot of them are under commission, and particularly the headline writers are writing things in order for them to sell. And they're
1: all Oxford-educated, Cambridge-educated, mm. um, yeah, often this quite is liberal. The, this is the thing about when people are like, well, I want to get into journalism, and it's like... If you're at the point where you're already in a position to take mm. up a job at a national newspaper... Just hold out to it's yeah. not the Daily Mail. Yeah, I agree because that's the argument: is it's a ju- it's a jumping
0: point, it's a stepping stone to getting to being able to then change things from within.
1: But but it's never the institution yeah. of the Daily Mail. What you're stepping on are the heads of the people that the paper yeah. directly oppresses and effect. I agree. So that was Rupert Murdoch. Thanks for joining us. Sorry, we're a bit sleepy
0: today. Yeah, it's been a long week. I think this studio as well lures us into this false sense of security that we know what we're doing, but actually... And then I look in Helen's <laughs> eyes and it's clear that neither of us know what we're doing. <laughs> but that seems a lot less um, obvious when we're sitting in your living room eating whats it?
1: Yeah, it's Whereas easier. in
0: here, I'm like, we don't belong.
1: <laughs> You've got the soundboard, which just makes everything worse. Oh, no, my temping agency are ringing me. Go away. You can't work today. I can't work today. I'm you doing do- my podcast for no money. <laughs> so uh, we've been getting some hate (laughs) we've been getting some hate online um in our reviews because of our episode with tommy robinson not with tommy robinson didn't invite him to my bed (laughs) where we talked about tommy robinson we've been getting some uh nasty reviews um some inbox messages yeah which are hella creepy into my dms or don't because i've turned off my message requests now (laughs) um so if you listen, if you love listening to us, we will never ask you for anything. But please, 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 can you rate us five stars on the iTunes chart? We've been getting lots of one star reviews from people who don't even listen to the show. We've
0: been get we've got two.
1: Yeah, but, but we just skewed the star rating and it's really affected and where, where, where my And We're deeply softening. insecure. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we just need to know. The that...
1: problem is my own insecurity. So <laughs> if you haven't yet rated us five stars, please go and do it because we will love you forever we will love you forever yeah.
0: we'll come round and personally whisper in your ear hello rupert murdoch is bad <laughs> capitalism is bad we don't like people who are billionaires do you want a biscuit <laughs> that's that is the podcast summed up yeah <laughs> do we say anything more insightful than that no if you
1: think we do then rate us five stars <laughs> if you think we don't just stop listening <laughs> just don't if it's not for you just don't listen it's really easy there's a lot of podcasts out there you could go my favorite review though was the guy who said i listened to 10 minutes of this and it was crap i was like you, you listen for 10 minutes i don't give two minutes to people alike you listen for 10 minutes why what what are you doing just enough why? time to finish <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool, see ya. <laughs> see ya, bye. bye. love you, love you. You've been listening to Viction, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music was by Dave crib and our artwork was by Luke W. Robinson.